know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the ho 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 Ohio Lottery! Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Ho, 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 ho. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ho, 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 Ohio Lottery! Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. At Bank of Ireland, you don't have to talk face-to-face. Our mortgage team are happy to talk FaceTime to FaceTime and give you all the info you need, from how to get started to how much to save. FaceTime our mortgage team to talk about a personalized mortgage that's right for you. When you're ready to make a move, we're ready to make it with you. Bank of Ireland. Begin. Lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. Over 18s only. Mortgage approval subject to assessment of suitability and affordability. Bank of Ireland Mortgage Bank trading as Bank of Ireland Mortgages is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. You better preach it. Preach it. Say it. Say it. Ah, uh, welcome to Preach Can't Preach with Rashad, man. Um, how's it going? It's going great, man. Glad got- to be back. We got a lot of content coming up. Yeah, we are here with another episode, another sermon. Um, what we're gonna talk about is this this New York this New York Bleacher Report uh, updating. The Knicks might trade the number three pick. Uh, the New York Knicks have been exploring moving back in the trade in the draft, trying to trade uh, the number three pick for the Atlanta Hawks is number eight and number ten. And, you know, to me, I'm thinking this is more of a plan B. Uh, the first plan A is getting Anthony Davis. So let's talk about it. Uh, if the Knicks made this trade, do you think, do you think trading back to get 8 and 10, do you see a New Orleans Pelicans team still wanting to have, like, as, you, as a New Orleans Pelicans GM, would you rather have three top 10 picks or would you have, rather have two top three picks, which would guarantee you to have Zion and RJ versus – you know, Zion and, you know, two two good guys. I mean, of course, they're going to be pretty good players. You know, a Jared Culver, a ball, somebody like that, that nature. With the Knicks have been rumored to have Kevin Durant, maybe a Kimba, maybe a Kyrie. So you're going to have stars that come along with it. Do you think that it's better to have that RJ? Or do you think maybe maybe getting some good bench players, 8 and 10, you know, good role players is, is the better option? Considering the Knicks are in play um, for that third pick, you know, for AD, I think they should try to swap, just hold on to that and swap that pick because that third pick is so valuable. Like, that's what everybody was clamoring for in the lottery. Like, we got to get in the top three. We got to get in the top three. So, the third pick is so valuable because you know you're getting a proven commodity. Zion is a proven commodity. RJ Barrett's a proven commodity. Like, when he was in high school, he swept all the, the, uh, the high school awards, and then he had one of the most prolific freshman seasons we've ever, we've ever seen. And plus, he has that rapport built up with Zion. So let's just say Zion may – and I know he's a ball player, but let's just say he really doesn't want to be in New Orleans. The friendship him and RJ have, that would, that would help them both transition NBA-wise, um, 
even to New Orleans, like just just to that city or just into the NBA life together, I think that'll be a good move for them. That that third pick is so valuable. And we and we saw what kind of team chemistry they had together from playing that dude. I know Zion missed a few games, but I think together those guys could between rookie deal and the extension, I mean seven years, you're looking at two guys who are going to be two of the top three players in the draft class no matter what. So I think that third pick is too valuable because at eight and ten, the thing about who's there is you, you're gonna have to work out so many guys to to see who's there and what you really want to fill your roster out. So um, I like Bo Bo, I like Jared Culver and guys like that. Um, Cam Reddish, he has upside, but I don't like his motor. Sometimes he's electric and sometimes he's not. Um, I just think that third pick is too valuable. So I would rather have the first and the third versus the first eight and ten. Now. Speaking with New Orleans, now, if they was to, let's say, all right, so you got Zion, RJ, and their biggest problem at Duke was, of course, shooting. Now, these, these guys are both 18, 19 years old, so you know that, you know, that takes time, and they will become shooters, especially in a shooting league. You will hope that's what they work on, right? Um, with that being said, if, if RJ and Zion are on the team, you got Drew Holiday for now, you got, uh, after that, you really don't have anybody else that's like a star power because Julius Randle is probably going to uh, decline his team option. To make more money, so you won't have him. So what, what they what they will lack is shooting. Now, if they was to get eight and ten, like the guys you mentioned, a ball ball, a Cam Reddish, maybe a Culver. That's two. That's guys who can shoot the basketball. So if you have Zion, surround him with shooters, kind of like a kind of like, like how the Bucks did, and kind of how Ben Simmons and Sixers last year, more, more last year than this year. You know, you surround him with shooters that that that, that could bode well. But of course, like you said, you want that Zion, you want that RJ, you want that two-star potential because one is a small market and as you've seen this year with uh bucks with the blazers how you having a great player and you know a, a good number two you can you can do something you know so uh especially with a good team around you so i understand why the pelicans would want three versus eight and ten so if you're the knicks and and you can't get anything david if you if you strike out do i think going from three to eight and ten is better uh, I, I think I will lean more yes, and, and it really took me a long time to get to the decision because I'm thinking if you if you if you're promised well not promised but you're rumored to get Kevin Durant and that's really like he's Kevin, the Knicks has been the strongest what the strongest um, Vegas odds for a long long time now halfway through the season and if you go get Knicks if you go get Kevin Durant you already got Kevin Knox I feel like getting R.J. Barrett is kind of you know, redundant, if that makes sense. Because um, cause I think I, I believe the draft is before the free agency, right? So it is. That, that's, that's, that's a big reason why I like NFL more, because I really go for the known commodities, my stars first, and then use, use the draft as my replacement, who, my fillers that I, that I couldn't get. That's, that's my opinion. But um, with that being said, if you can, you know, tamper your way around the system and understand that Kevin Durant or maybe a Jim Butler is coming, you know, I don't think I don't think you would need a Kevin Knox and a Jim uh, and RJ Barrett and one of those wings. Now I do, you know, I you know how I believe that wings wings run the league. So the more wings, the better. But uh, okay, you know, Kevin Durant can play the power forward. Knox can play power forward. Jim Butler can play the two. So it, I mean, RJ can probably play the two as well. So it's possible. But um, I, I I think if you just get eight and ten, you get Kevin Durant, you get another you get another star with that. You got Dennis Smith Jr. at point guard, so you know you probably gonna get a guard, another guard, and another wing, uh, another big man, and you can build your team to have more assets around you because you're gonna spend so much money on your stars to get there. 
you know, maybe maybe RJ Barrett is better off um, getting traded to uh, Atlanta, and while he he's down there, the Knicks can build around those eight and eight and ten because they're not gonna be stars anyway. Because Kevin Durant is your guy, and let's just say I'm just put a name with the face. Let's just say it's Kyrie, or let's say it's Kimba. Uh, he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a big part of the team. So you need an eight and ten to be you know great role players. Uh, maybe that's like how OG was and how Siakam was before he became a star. So you know that's 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 the, my idea of what. I think the Knicks are thinking because you got to have, you got to have different plans. You got to have, you got to be ready to make any moves. Um, and I think, I think if the Knicks w- was to strike out on Anthony Davis, um, honestly, there's really not nobody else to trade for or on the block that's talented enough for, you know, to swap for RJ Barrett. So you might as well get eight and 10 because if only if, you know, you get Kevin Durant. Now, if you're not getting Kevin Durant, I say go RJ Barrett, but if the rumor, if the Vegas odds are correct, which is mostly is, um, Durant probably you know coming there, so that's why I would I, I would think about this trade, and I think this is a good a great backup plan to have. For me, no matter what, do not trade the third pick. It's it's simply too valuable. I understand the point of having two lottery picks, seeing better than one, but to me, RJ Barrett equals two lottery picks. You know, like he's the guy's gonna be a star, and New York would they 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 could use him. Like he could be your your future cornerstone to build around something like that. But at eight and 10, you don't know what you're going to get because you don't know how the, the draft is going to play out. You could scout some guys, work out some guys and think that they're going to be there or hope that they're, and then they're going off the board. And now you have to go to your second options and regroup your draft plan. So I'm not with the whole swap the third pick for eight, 10, keep that third pick, no matter what best case scenario would be the third pick draft RJ Trade whatever young assets, Robinson, Knox, you know, just get get a package together. Send that to New Orleans for Anthony Davis. No matter what happens in the finals, whether they win or lose, Kevin Durant outside of his player option signs, and now you have AD and KD. That's best-case scenario. Worst-case scenario is you still keep the third pick. You draft RJ. You see what he turns into. You don't trade anybody. You keep Knox in the team. And then Kevin Durant plays out his last year of his deal. Anthony Davis plays out last year of his deal. During free agency, you just sign guys to one-year deals just to fill out the roster and, you know, use the cap up. And just like the Lakers just did, just use one-year deals. And then when, after the next season's over, Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant can still come to the team and build around R.J. Barrett. And, I, and like you said, you think there's too many wings, but – there's no guarantee that Kevin Knox becomes a star. I believe in his potential to be a a great scorer, but I think Kevin Knox's ceiling could be like a Rudy Gay, which is at best a starter during his younger years, but over time he can be like your guy off the bench or sixth or seventh man. So you really could look at a lineup of Anthony Davis at center, Kevin Durant power forward, R.J. Barrett small forward. And then you can just sign some guys. I mean, I think I believe in Alonzo Trier, so that could be a shooting guard. And if you just go get some some guys like Rajon Rondo and Pat Bev to be your point guard, I think that can get you to the finals in the East. So just looking, just thinking about those kind of options because as a GM, you want to think about all options on the board. You know, those are the, the best and worst case scenarios. Right. I'm just thinking about the flexibility you have, um, knowing, knowing that Kevin Rent. Is, is probably going to lead the Warriors, knowing that you have cash space to sign two max players. And, you know, um, it, it really, it really, 
it's really a bad I would say I would say a bad fit because you know to me out of the, out of the big three Zion RJ and John Morant I think John Morant will be the best player uh, I I just think you know him being six five six six combo guard can do it all I think he would he would ultimately be the best player and I feel like if he was you know if if let's say RJ was guaranteed going number two now I'm definitely on your pay, on your on your side as far as not trading that pick. Um, but because it's RJ, and I'm not saying RJ's not going to be a bad player or nothing like that, because I think he's going to be a star as well. Um, it is it the, you know, Kevin Durant is still prime, and he's still got a good five, six years left, you know, and it, 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 it kind of can, 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 can grow such a growth a little bit. And I, I'm trying to think of, the, you know, the other side. If RJ was gone, RJ probably would be a better player. You know, he would – he would emerge more quickly, I say, if a Durant was was to come over there, or he, if he was versus him being left alone. Um, and that, that's my that's my thoughts on that. But uh, if if they if this trade does happen, and we're looking at the Atlanta Hawks now, um, change gears on that one. If they was to get the number three pick, you talking about a Trey Young and John Collins who have shown that they can be a problem. You add a guy like R.J. Barrett. Are we talking about the Hawks potentially becoming a? I, w- I wouldn't say dynasty, but I mean, you know, for a team for the future, and you think about how the other teams are shaping out in the East. This is a team. This is a playoff team. Uh, you know, for years to come. You know, once they all come to their own, and if if the if the potential that they were drafted at comes, you talk about a team that's going to be very very hard to beat. If the Hawks would make the playoffs right away because RJ's RJ's coming in giving you 18 to 20 and we know John Collins is about 20 and 10 and Trace is going to take another leap like Trace 25 and 10 yeah a double double for, for yeah he can average a double double for the season so if you get two guys averaging double doubles and I think RJ can come in and give 20. you maybe 18 18 4 and 4 probably win rookie of the year outside of you know Zion's going to have the height I mean, Zion could probably make the All-Star team his first year because, you know, the fans vote on who's going to be in that first pool. So, if he comes in and exciting, like, Zion could make the All-Star team his first year. But I think over the long haul, if you give me a decade or if you give me 12 years of, of one guy, give me RJ over Zion just because of – as a player. I mean, of course, Zion's going to sell plenty of shoes, shirts, gear, all that kind of stuff. But I think as a player – RJ's the better fit. And if he goes to the Hawks, they, they could be so, so dangerous, man. Like, they already have, like, a shooter and herder paired with Trey Young. And you would get your do-it-all wing to replace Kent Bazemore, who's older and costs way, way too much. It's <laughs> so, like, you know, you would get RJ Barrett, who I think could – if he reaches his ceiling, he could be a James Harden-type guy like that can get, like, 20, 25 perennially if he, if he hits his ceiling. So – yeah, I mean, they could be awesome. Like, that would that would like to see that land up almost like how uh, the Falcons Super Bowl run did in the days of Michael Vick instead of just being basketball. And you know you know how I say that this – this I've been saying this for a while to, to a lot of different teams. I think he's going to sway – he can sway the, the way the league is without nobody knowing. And that's – you know, because Hawks going to have cap space. If you, if you think about – you get rid of baseball, you're thinking about – Nobody's making money because John Collins rookie deal, Trey Young rookie deal, and RJ Barrett would be a rookie deal. You're talking about a team that can go who can go get a center, which I think you know is Vucevic because all, all they want to do is shoot threes anyway. So you got Vucevic who can stay out of the way for RJ Barrett and John Collins in the paint. 
Now you got Trey Young who 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 won't miss. Now you said Herder he won't miss. And Vucevic, that's three great shooters right there on on the team. You talking like you said the Hawks would be, like I said, a, a team that's going to be dangerous from years to come. And you know we we was really never scared of the Hawks. They always had a good team. Like you always had your Joe Johnson and Hal Horford and Josh, Josh Smith. They was great. They was good. But we was never scared. We was never serious about them being contenders. Yes, they was a one seed a couple times and two seeds in the playoffs, but. You know and I know we don't believe in in in, in the Atlanta sports teams, even though we are from Georgia. Oh no! But this Hawks team could be something different. You know, if if that was if if RJ and Vucevic are the guys that didn't get to come to the team or something like that, just you know, just speaking hypothetically. But I I do think if the Hawks was able to capitalize on this, uh, it it would have sent them uh to relevancy. Now I want to ask you this though: Does if Hawks made this trade, do they win that trade that they did last year? When the Hawks and the Mavs decided to trade, Hawks traded back. Mavs traded up, drafted Luca, and you saw what he did: twenty-two point six, well, I think, like uh, eight rebounds, six assists for tra- uh, for Luka Doncic, who should have been an All Star. He was a very upset, but he's playing All Star level. He's uh, he's already arrived. He's already here, and he's only twenty years old. Uh, but but do you think that the Hawks will win this trade if the, if the trade comes out to be Luca? And it's and it's not versus Trey Young and RJ Barrett. It's a it's a win win either way because Luca's ceiling is high, Trey Young's ceiling is high. So the the swap it's a win win. I mean, I know the pick was thrown in, but either way it goes, it's a win win for both the uh, both franchises. Even if the Hawks kept Luca, um, you know, of course that the trade wouldn't happen, so the pick wouldn't be there. But even just having Luca, you would get guys to want to come play with him. And you would probably be in a similar spot draft wise, so you would probably have to settle for like a Cam Reddish or something like that. But for the trade, the trade worked out great for the Hawks. It worked out great for the Mavs because look at what it did for the Mavs. They end up getting Porzingis in the second trade because Luke was already in right. place. So, so I think it, it worked out for both sides because the Hawks are in a good position right now to do something great. And the Hawks could have easily got in the lottery and still been able to get better. Just if things had fell a different way. So it, that trade was a it's a rare thing in the NBA where a team is a, a trade is a win win. But this was definitely a win win. Yeah, trade. and then like when we look at these like you know draft day trades or when players are traded for each other, we always you know we don't really it's not, it's not really when they were drafted or how it was drafted. It's really about what what when, when after they swap teams, how did that success happen? And, like you know, like maybe like a uh, like an Eli Phillip Rivers situation. You know, that's pretty much even. Yes, Eli Manning got two rings, but it's not like it's not like Eli was like uh, um, what Nick Foles in the Super Bowl two years ago, uh, for example. And you same thing. You swap you swapping Luca for 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 Trey Young, and they both play outstanding this year, especially for rookies. Who I think Luca Luca Dodgers is a rookie of the year, but you know Trey Young has a good case as well. But you know. When you got when you got two guys who put on a show and dominated from you know from their respective teams and were, were the best players on their teams, it's you know I mean you can't you can't really knock knock either one. Um, I do think that I do think the Hawks though can get away with kind of like you said they actually could have won the lottery and maybe had would have had Zion RJ because I think they was top four and they failed so or I believe so um, they they was up there and they failed so they would have had an opportunity to have one of those guys Zion or RJ but. If they was able to swap these picks and still get an RJ Barrett, I think that's a that's another win by the Hawks and and like you said, the Mavericks made the the, the trade for Przingis, so they got another win. So it's like 
but both these teams are on the rise, and the Hawks, if they do this from the Knicks, it's, like, it's kind of like the Knicks, kind of like, it feel like they, I won't say mess up, but it's like, man, if y'all trade R.J. Barrett away, it's, it's, it's like you traded R.J. Barrett away, you tra- traded Porzingis away just to get, um, just to just to get Kevin Durant. I mean, I guess it's not a, a lose-lose. I mean, I guess it's a win-win either way, too, but it's like you hoping Kevin Durant come. And you when when you really, you would have had Porzingis and you would have R.J. Barrett on the same team, even though Porzingis kind of forced his way out. Um, but I do like what the Hawks are doing, and, I, and if it, if it is true, they're able to pull this trigger. Uh, the Hawks Hawks franchise will will extend pretty quickly. Yeah, the Hawks they could easily be a Eastern Conference. I won't say contender, but perennial playoff team because they're starting to make so many great moves. Like Trey Young's gonna be, he's gonna be great. Just looking at how the league is set up, and Trey Young almost can't fail, and neither can Doncic. Like Doncic is a 21, 22.8 rebound, six assists, almost a triple threat from day one. So, like, those are two guys that can flourish in today's game because that's what the game is all about. If you need to be able to do it all or you need to be able to do what Trey does, who can shoot almost like Curry, and he can almost get you 10 assists. So, you kind of need you kind of need those kind of players. So, there, there's no way either guy flops in the NBA. Yeah, no, you, you, you're right about that. I think the, I think, uh, if the Knicks, if the Knicks does decide to pull this trigger, uh, I, I know you will be disappointed. Um, and I think I will too. If, like I said, they strike out because this, 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 them, the draft become being first before free agency, uh, kind of makes it, kind of makes it a, a hard, you know, um. I guess what like trying to predict it, and you you don't you don't have that certainty that Kevin Durant's coming, and so if 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 I told you Kevin Durant was coming, and I, and I told you you can't get AD at all, the, you saying you saying there's no way you trade in three because the reason I asked you this because like if you know you get Kevin Durant, you got Kevin Knox, and I can promise you one more star player. You don't you think it's better to have you know RJ Durant and that other star player versus having no Durant, the star player, and then you have you you building a team around them. I mean, obviously RJ Barrett is great, but you know having two bodies on the floor versus one, you know you don't think that's a you know especially when you have Dennis Smith Jr., you have Knox, you have Trier, you don't think adding more talent around those guys can help them because Kevin Durant. I mean, you 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 put the talent around Kevin Durant, he can get you to he can get you far, and I feel like you know that's a team that can go pretty far quickly, uh, especially in the East. I mean. I think Kevin Durant's the best player in the world because just his mere presence alone is affecting how people are picking the final. Well, Kevin Durant plays, they're going to win it in the five. He plays, they're going to win it in the six. If he doesn't play, you know, Toronto wins it in whatever. So I think he's the best player in the world because wherever he moves, he's going to transform a franchise. So having him paired with the potential R.J. Barrett, Kevin Knox, that's good. It'll, it'll put New York back on the map as a place. You know, he'll be the starter team. But as far as his career-wise, the years he has left, the miles he'll put on his body and won't be in championship contention with those young guys, I wouldn't like that. So I would rather say KD that stays with the Warriors <laughs> and just try to keep on winning. Like, because it's like what LeBron's doing now. He he basically sacrificed his year, you know, trying to carry young guys to the playoffs. And they would have been in the play. I mean, they would have been in the playoffs – had he not gotten injured. Like, the dude had him at the four seed a quarter of the way in. So, there's no way he would have maintained it because the guy still 
top three best players in the world himself. So there's no way he wouldn't have not maintained the Lakers as a top, at least a top eight seed. I mean, I thought they were going to make on the back end anyway. But Kevin Durant going to the Knicks, man, without another star to go with you, because at the most he could sign like a four-year, probably 190 contract if he leaves the Warriors because he's leaving the extra year on the table if he leaves. For, for the next four years from age 30, what, 31 to 35, you just want to compete for championships because after that, your last contract, no, guys aren't going to want to come play with you. It's kind of like where LeBron's at now. Guys aren't really just dying to go play with LeBron anymore. So I, I'd rather have the, the KD-AD pairing over KD, RJ, and Knox. Now, longevity-wise, it may work out for the Knicks to get those young guys and keep them, keep grooming them. But you have to hope all those guys become stars in their own right, which I think RJ will, but I don't, I don't think Knox and Trier and DSJ will be. I think those would be great role players. I think Trier can be a good starting guard for a few years. I think Knox can be Rudy Gay-esque. Um, and DSJ, he may be Emmanuel Moody <laughs> just based on how his, just based on how his game looks right now, you know. But I wouldn't. Uh, I, I don't see Kevin Durant even coming to the Knicks with those young guys to just to not win, unless oh. there's already a talk yeah. of AD, AD saying I'm gonna play the year out. Even if they trade me, I'm a rental for the second half of the season, and I'm coming to New York to play with you regardless. Now, then, that would be awesome for the Knicks because they, they would have the young players and the two stars still. But just going by your scenario, what if they don't get AD? What if they don't get AD? They just keep the pick and let RJ come. Uh, I wouldn't do it. I'd just stay on the Warriors, play it out, and see what the free agent landscape is the, the following season. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I think I think you know to to lose that point. You know, when Paul George got traded and even quiet this year, you know, if you want to go somewhere. Tell me this: What like even if they trade you, or or uh, as Paul George did, t- try to tell and be loyal to Indiana? Like I, I'm sorry. Like if I'm if I'm if I'm Davis, I would, I would just play the years out and left, and not sign the contract. You know that that, that just that just me because they. I mean, at some point, you know the 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 business side of it, front office side. You know they they gonna do what's best for them. So you need to do what's best for you too. And to me, in my opinion. Don't be, you know how I told you? I said, don't be two people in this world. Don't be mellow, and don't be the Jacksonville Jaguars. So don't be mellow and trade. Go to the, force away to the team where they have to trade everybody away that you need to help you win. You got trade in the trade for you. Because imagine mellow walked walk to the Knicks instead of getting traded, and what it had was Chandler and Gallinari outside him. And so instead of you playing Steve Novak, you got Gallinari out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got better talent around you. It would have been way better. Way better. And, <laughs> way and better. Came, you know what I'm saying? So, it's like, it's, your team would have been way better. And and, and I, I'd, rather just, I'd rather just walk away and and, and go there. Like you, like you mentioned, if, if AD and KD could talk, like, hey, I'm, hey, I'm just going to play this one year out, and then I'm just going to be out, and I'm, come, I'm coming your way. So, make sure you go there, sit, tell them to save money for me, I'm coming. And then, and then that was the case, you know, whether we keep RJ or we trade to get, let's say, let's put name in the faces where you get a uh, – Hunter from Virginia or Ball Ball, something like that. I don't know. Whatever you, whatever you do, the niggas do it at eight and ten spot. Um, you know, you got you got players around them. You got help, and then by then, you know, Knox be you know three four years in. Trier be three or four years in. Just the junior, hopefully he get develop a shot. And you got you got things on the on the horizon, and you know, Knicks Knicks are in a great. I mean, they're they're in a good situation because no matter what, keep the pick and draft RJ, and you good. But if you if you if you trade the pick eight and ten, 
you still get Kevin Durant. You still make you still get two good players, you know, and you got you got room to grow. So I mean, the, the Knicks, if this, if it is true that the Knicks do trade this pick um, and get eight and ten, you know, I think that would extend the Hawks immediately, and the Knicks can still can still save grace by getting two good players and a Kevin Durant. Um, but like I said, if it doesn't happen, just like you said, just keep the pick. RJ gonna be a star anyway, and you're fine. Yeah, that's that's the best case scenario, you know, because KD's injured, so we got, we don't know to what extent he is injured, and we don't know how the finals plays out. Because I think if they win the finals without him playing at all, he has to leave. There's no way he can come back, so he has to opt out and go ahead and sign a four year deal somewhere else. If they lose it without him. That may give him a reason to say, all right, I'm going to take that player option to come back. Let's try to go get the the four and six years. Um, so it kind of depends upon the finals to a certain degree. It kind of depends upon – we know AD is going to meet with David Griffin again. Um, so we got to see how that plays out. But I want to circle back to your point real quick. I don't know why guys just don't learn from LeBron more. Like LeBron – New in 2010, I'm playing out my season with the Cavs. Like I'm gonna see what happens. Like he didn't say nothing. He didn't. Say, he didn't give any promises. I'm signing back. I'm leaving. He just played the season out. They lost. They lose to the Celtics, and then he ended up making the decision, which was at the time the best decision for his career. I'm gonna go to Miami, play with another top five player, another top 15 player in Bosch, and let's go try to yep. win. So, and like you said about Paul George, like dude. If you want to go to LA, just don't say anything. When you when it's time for the meetings with the front office and your agent, you guys go sit down and say, you know, what we're looking like going forward. Just say, I want to see how the situation plays out. I want to just, uh, you know, look, we can we can stay in contact, we can stay in dialogue, but I don't want to make any decisions until the off season approaches. And like the Spurs, they they did it the smart way. At least when they got somebody back, you know, they they got back Demar Derozan, so they didn't. In these trades, nobody loses anybody for anything because the Pacers they still won out. They got older depot back, so that was a good, good, you know, good trade. And the Spurs ended up getting the Rosen, who's a perennial All Star, so they didn't lose out. But it's just like when these stars ask out. Like sometimes, you know, in the Paul George case for himself, if he really wanted to get to like he should have not said anything, right? And kind of like Anthony, Anthony Davis, he shouldn't have right. said anything. He should have just like, hey. Let's just see how it plays out. But instead, they wanted to shut him down. And, and I wouldn't even say Anthony Davis' fault because, like, he – even though I think he's a top five player in the NBA right now, his personality isn't confrontational. Like, just look at how he does interviews and how he's interacting with the media in his seven years in the NBA. Like, he's not a confrontational, I want to get traded type of guy. Like, there was more of his agent, Rich Paul, doing that. So I think the agents have to do a better job of, like, trying to not – be so pushy about stuff because they were trying to push to LA and it blew up two teams. So like just, just sometimes you just gotta chill out. And then even if he did go play with LeBron, they wouldn't have had any bench because all the young guys would have been exactly. gone. So like you gotta just sometimes just just chill out and let guys just play. The, I know LeBron's on a short window with you know his age and, and attrition, but sometimes you just better let guys play it out. Exactly. Well, that'd be preach, care, preach for today. Uh, We'll be back. We'll be back next week. Uh, still talking about the NBA Finals, so uh, keep keep it keep in mind that you know it's still Toronto and seven. Oh yeah, most definitely. Kawhi finds MVP. Toronto and seven. Hey, they go. They gonna do it. 
the dynasty, the dynasty will fall. Hey, we went. I know at one point you did convert over to the Bucks, but I remember when we did our playoff preview uh, on April 13th. Y'all go check that out in the archives. I, I was on Warriors Raptors then, and even we were, me and you were laughing. We were joking around on Twitter. Like, we were like, let's go see what we tweeted back then. And even uh, I saw the tweet where I was saying, like, you know, if the Blazers wanted to make a final slight, Chuck, Chuck and Ken was saying they need the third seed. And, uh, and I was saying, like, I still like the Raptors coming out of the East. That was back in March. So this is not long ago, but it was before – everything begin to play out. So I just believe in the Raptors, man. Like, whenever you have the best player in the East, you can get there. So we saw what LeBron did for eight right. years. So if you, have, if you have the best player in the East, you know, you can at least get to the conference finals and you should have at least a shot in the finals. And this Raptors team is way better than what LeBron had with the Cavs last year. And LeBron could have really stole game one if JR had to pay attention. <laughs> and, and, and they still had a shot to win. I think it was game three. Like, game three was close. So, LeBron could easily two been one. up 2-1 yeah. in last year's final. So, with Kawhi, who's – he's not as great legacy-wise as LeBron, but present day, he's one of the top players in the world like LeBron is. With a better roster, length, depth, guys who've been in a moment and not afraid and who in no situations like JR didn't know, Kawhi can win this series and – I mean, even if the, if the Warriors just kind of implode like Lakers in 04, it could be over in five. I mean, that's, that's a little absurd to get that risk in saying that. But <laughs> hey, <laughs> it could be over hey, in five. <laughs> you, you, you never know. We the prophets right here, though. <laughs> we the prophets. Oh, yeah. All right, we out. Prophets and prophets and podcasts. <laughs> All right, man, we out. Life admin. Yep, it even sounds boring. No wonder it goes on the long finger. But when you do get round to it, a good place to start is by reviewing your mortgage. You really never know if there's a better option unless you look into it. That's where the Ulster Bank Mortgage Team could help. Wherever you bank, get in touch and find out about switching your mortgage to us. Just search Ulster Bank Switch. Ulster Bank. Help for what matters. Over 18s only. Ulster Bank Ireland DAC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound, so you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.